what does it exactly mean to walk in purpose? I know it has become a thing in our culture to know your purpose or to do your thing. But as a follower of Jesus Christ, what does it actually mean to walk in purpose? Well, that's what I want to discover with you. I'm Jody Cell Grove, and I am excited to walk with you, to discover together what it means to walk in God's presence and live a life of abundance in our everyday lives. We'll do this through sharing testimonies, digging into God's word, and walking out Matthew 17, 20, where Jesus said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. I'm so honored you've taken the time to walk with me this week. Welcome to She Walks in Purpose. Welcome back to She Walks in Purpose. This is Jody Sell Grove, your host, and I am excited to say that this is episode nine. Wow. <laughs> I just can't believe it. I say that every time. I've been saying that every time in like the last three episodes, but I just can't. It just seems like time is going so fast and I don't know. And I'm having so much fun. I hope whoever is listening is enjoying this podcast too. So as many of you may know who have been listening, um, She Walks in Purpose is all about his presence and his purpose in life and and how you live that out, how you recognize that. Specifically in season one, we're focusing on his purpose and presence in difficult seasons And I have shared my story and I have had multiple um, brothers and sisters in Christ sitting across the table from me sharing their testimony about how they have recognized God's presence in their life and his purpose during a difficult season. I've just been amazed at how God has shaped for me what a season looks like and Uh, I just think that's so important for believers specifically to understand that God intentionally moves us through seasons and we need to recognize the seasons that we're in. It doesn't mean we're to understand every aspect of that season, but we're supposed to recognize that he's placed us there. And really the whole purpose of his, of his movements of moving us into a season is this opportunity to draw closer to him. And to see him even more clearly. Today, I know we are going to see him more clearly because of the guest that I have with me. She has become a very, very dear friend to me. And I would chalk her up. And I don't mean that like in a tear way. But she is a prayer warrior like I haven't seen. She is a blessing and not just to me, but to everyone around her. So I welcome you, Angie. Thank you, Jody. It's so good to be here. <laughs> I'm just going to give you the floor. Okay. I want you to share with the listeners who you are and anything you want them to know about. Okay. Well, I'm Angie Kokish, and the first thing that you need to know is that I love Jesus. Like, I'm fairly certain that I love Jesus more than anybody else in the world does, and <laughs> I'm not going to take no for an answer on that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, so I if if you know me, you probably know that I'm loud and I'm obnoxious and I'm not your typical what people would think of a person who loves Jesus. Um, I'm in your face. I I will tell you what I think, and that's maybe not necessarily godlike, but Jesus made me. I am who I am. Um, I'm also a huge hunter, have been mm-hmm. since I was a little, little girl. I was probably the two or three or four-year-old girl that used to sleep in front of the back door, so my dad couldn't get out of the door and go coyote hunting without me. <laughs> um, I'm married now for almost 24 years next month to my husband, Adam, and we farm and ranch and also have a trailer sales business, and God put him in my life because he knew I needed a man who was the brakes most of the time, but was also the gas when when I needed it. So in hunting specifically, what's your favorite aspect of hunting? Oh, the quietness of it. Um, it's it's very quiet. I I guess when I am hunting, I spend a lot of time talking to God. And it, it reminds me of, especially if I'm stalking something, um, how God pursues us. Mm. And I just think, you know, he, I never give up, but, and I think that I'm pretty intense, but to the degree that God pursues us, I mean, we can't, we can't even fathom. And I'm just glad he's not hunting me in a sense. (laughs) Yeah. Like you hunt. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Hunt to kill. Right. (laughs) He's hunting to save, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's just, oh, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, you could think of it too as... He's not hunting to kill, but he's hunting in the sense or pursuing in this, in the sense of for you to come to this place to relinquish mm-hmm. more and more of the sin that so easily besets you yes. pretty much. But he does it in such a loving, loving way. Yeah. So full of grace and mercy. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for giving me that question because that was really good. You know, I mean... I don't know. I think you're about the first woman I've ever met who loves hunting. As, and I've learned so much from you just in our conversations. But I love how you brought in that aspect of connecting it to your relationship with Jesus. That's very precious. So I'm just going to let you go. And okay. whatever God has given you to share about whether it's a season you're in, whether it's a season you've been through. Maybe you've just come out of it. Just going to give you the mic and let you go. All right. Well, I think everybody moves through seasons. and I don't think I know. Um, I haven't experienced the deep tragedy that you have, um, but I have experienced very, very difficult seasons. Mm -hmm. And there's been quite a few. You know, I, I didn't even know which one to specifically pinpoint. And so I just really was getting a leading to just just kind of talk about them all and talk about how God moved me through the seasons mm-hmm. and also how he grew me. Um, I was quite selfish early on. And, and I should say for the listeners, too, I I've been a Christian and a Jesus follower since I was very young. That didn't necessarily mean that I was walking the correct walk and I've grown so much with that. And as I've moved through different seasons, I've really, really finally am beginning to realize what it means to have a relationship with my father. Mm. 
I, he was just always just, he was God and he was there when I needed him only when I needed him. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I knew he existed in other times, but he was just kind of always on a shelf until I had a moment where, oh gosh, you know, get me out of this one. I really did it good this time, God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think my first really difficult season was when we stopped working for the family. Mm. It was just, it was really hard to understand how decisions were made. I was just really angry mm-hmm. through that. And I think there was some entitlement that I felt too, although we never really wanted anything to be given to us. I know that there was still, you know, Mm -hmm. I still had that, gosh, you know, how could anybody do this to us during that? And it was probably within a month or two. I I don't remember the exact uh, time frame, but I had my horse accident and ended up breaking my neck and fracturing my skull Mm -hmm. and multiple broken bones we we were so broke at the time that and i i won't even go into that whole story but we we didn't go to the doctor we didn't go to the doctor for days and weeks and months it was it was like 6 months before i knew i had broken my neck i was working the very next day because i needed to we mm-hmm. really didn't have a choice and i do look back and i thank god that he gave me that strength and he gave me i won't say the pain tolerance because when I will tell people that you truly can sweat blood legitimately. Mm-hmm. And he, but he got me through it. But again, I, I didn't really recognize his grace through that mm-hmm. and that he was actually building me up for something bigger through both events. So that was, I think, 2007, um, Fast forward through 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and, you know, things are just, things are going along. We're, we're kind of, we're okay. We're not doing, you know, financially great by any stretch, but as far as health and everything, you know, we're, we're doing okay. In somewhere along the lines of 2012 or 13 in there, Adam had watched a show, um, a reality show, and I had come home from hunting. And he said, hey, honey, I think somebody made a show, you know, just designed for you perfectly. And it really was. It encompassed anything from hunting to boating to riding horses to to throwing knives. I mean, it was it was everything. And there's I'm not saying I'm the only one, but there's not a lot of women out there that do everything. Mm -hmm. Most specifically do one discipline and and I kind of do them all. So I applied for this show and I got on and through this. It was, and I hate to admit this because y'all are going to know how selfish I am, but I am. It was all me. I, I prayed about it every day because, you know, I just was making myself feel better in, in acting like I was giving it to God, Hmm. but I really wasn't, I wasn't giving it to him in my heart. And I, I would pray, you know, God, use me, use me for whatever you need and I meant it in my mind, but I didn't really mean it in my heart. And can I, I can I stop you yeah. there? How are you? A, how? I mean, most likely you weren't able to recognize it then or were you? I kind of knew I was doing it then. So how can you maybe just elaborate just a little bit? I think it's important for us all to garner this wisdom from you and understanding 
maybe going through the most, because that's what I'm kind of hearing, going through the motions because you know it's the right thing to do, but not necessarily quote unquote meaning it. So can you just speak a little bit more to that? Yes. So it was something that I really wanted. Okay. I really wanted it. And so therefore it had to be God's will. Mm. I didn't really ask him if it was his will. I just, it, it had to be because of how badly I wanted it. And there was, I don't know how to explain how I felt or how I felt it or how I knew other than there was just kind of this inkling of guilt every time I would pray Mm. and say, let's, you know, make this happen. God, use me. There was just always in the back of my mind, I just kind of knew that, it wasn't his will. And I say that it was, but I wasn't seeking his will in the right way. I would Mm. have never been at that show had he not wanted me there. Right. So it, it was his will that I was there, but I was seeking and exploiting his will in a whole other aspect so does that answer yes, your question? Yes, it does. Okay. It does. And I'm sure more of that will unfold as you keep going. So yes, thank yes. you for letting me interrupt <laughs> you. <laughs> so I get on the show and um, as I entered the main cabin the first night after many, many delayed flights because of a blizzard, my skin... I I just felt uneasy and my skin literally wanted to crawl off of my body. And Mm. I've heard, I had heard people talking about, you know, feeling like there was evil in a place. I never experienced it to that level. I literally like everything in me was saying, just get out of this room, get out. Mm. It was horrid. So that happened and I knew almost immediately that the producer was atheist. Mm. I mean, that came out pretty, pretty quickly. So we go through the first 10 or how many ever days it was of practicing. And it was, it was very clear that there was, there was no one there that was going to beat me. It was, it was just almost too easy and not taking anything away from the other girls. Again, just, God had blessed me with all of the skills, Mm -hmm. all of the things. And it also became very, very clear through this time that they were not going to let me win, Mm. that they had already picked a winner. Um, And that was really, really hard because I have a hard line between truth and lies. Mm. And there is no gray area in me. It just I am matter of fact, so I am going to beat you down until you see that, <laughs> period. Like, you are not going to take this away from me. I, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm just going to make it impossible. And it didn't matter what I did. I mean, they would just cheat, for lack of better words. And I, you know, and I, being me, hard-headed as I am, should have just walked away from the beginning, should have just said, vote me out, get me gone. But I, I again, I, I don't have that in me. And it's, it's kind of funny because we weren't allowed phones. I mean, they took our phones, so we couldn't call home. We couldn't do anything. But um, the very, very last day, I was so emotional. I'm not a hugely emotional person, but I was pretty emotional. 
And come to find out when I got home, one of the gals that was there who was one of the first voted out had got in contact with Adam. Mm. She found him via Facebook and they had been talking for 10 days or whatever it was that I was there longer. And she was explaining to him what was going on, what they were doing. And he was like, why doesn't she just, you know, just give up? And then he was like, well, it's not in her. So he told me, he said, I knew I had to pray, just pray you through it because Mm. I mean, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard you share that part before. Yeah, it was. And one of the hardest things was that night I finally got my phone back. He had left messages, sometimes multiple every single day Mm. saying that I'm praying for you. I know what you're going through, you know, and it was, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Mm. What a blessing. On, (laughs) yes. On top of that though, they still cheated. And Mm. I mean, it it was, it was a lot. It wasn't just like, Oh, Hey, you just won a hundred dollars. I mean, it was a pickup. It was about $30,000 worth of prizes, you know? Mm. So it was, it was huge. And I also had to go home and get back to life. I couldn't talk about it. So this was the end of April. It didn't start airing until October. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have no idea how they're going to edit this thing. Are they going to make me look like an idiot? I mean, I have no idea. Every time I go to town, somebody asks how it went. They know I won. They can't wait to see it. And I I just can't even describe Mm. like mentally yeah oh wow I mean I think I'm a pretty strong person but that one that one bout did me in Mm. on top of all of this going on I have my first arm surgery my arm literally just goes dead in the water and yeah and we that's a whole big other story too we'll just say I had a very massive arm surgery um so that's happening and as I'm moving through this, again, just kind of numb, little bit angry with God going, huh, what did I do to deserve this? You know, mm. why, why me? I was in a why me state. Mm-hmm. Also, while this is going on, I'm getting phone calls from the show's sponsors saying, we've dropped the show, we're picking you up. And so that was, I had all these negatives happening, happening, but then I had this, all these positives happening too. And it was a, it was a mixture of emotions. How do I handle this? What do I do with this? Um, yeah, I just, it was, it was, it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And all the while I still have God up here on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Like I'm reaching out to him for a lot of the pain and a lot of, you know, both mentally and physically, but I'm just not really in relation with him. Um, mm. Again, it was it was pretty selfish. I mean, it was just all about self. Mm. And looking back, I just think, you idiot. <laughs> you, I, I don't know what else to say, but now that I actually have a relationship with my father, what an idiot mm. what I mean I was the one missing out it wasn't him mm. he's just out there waiting going okay my little idiot when are you going to realize this and it's true it's true you just you can't until you actually 
let him in. I mean, really, really let him in there. You just, you can't understand it. Mm -hmm. So all of this stuff is going on and I put my, I put my father up on a shelf and I'm just like, I got this. And I think a lot of it is, is how I'd moved through other situations. Mm. I'm very strong. And at that time I'm like, I don't really need you right now. Mm. I'll use you when I need you. And then I'm going to put you back up here when I don't need you. Mm. And I just, it was just always in my mind. I moved through this, those people, even though they cheated me, they can't hurt me. Like, I will not let you hurt me. Again, mm. I'll beat you down. I mm. mean, that's just how it is. Um, same thing with the with the first arm surgery. You know, I, I started throwing a spear left-handed because come you know what or high water, <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you, God, right now. I got this. I got this. <laughs> So that was 13. Fast forward to 15, we moved through some massive, massive financial things that was just, I mean, it, it, it nearly broke us. And how we got through it was God. It was all God. I mean, there's, if you look back at all the little ways we paid bills, I mean, nothing short of miracles. But... Also, for the first time in my life, I had actually reached out to people for prayer. Hmm. I'd never asked anyone for prayer before. So that was really, really just huge for me. Um, It also, why? Yeah, can you share why? Yeah, because I don't need anybody. Okay. I didn't need anybody. I shouldn't say I don't need anybody. At that point, I didn't need anybody. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've come through multiple broken bones, other times of financial hardship, surgeries, you name it, people you know, cheating, and I, I'd always gotten through it. This was the one time that I just didn't think we could do it. Hmm. And so I broke down that wall, and I reached out, and it actually gutted me. It made it worse. Hmm. Um, because then I realized, and not all humans, this is before I get into this, I need to say, find you a group of brothers and sisters that truly, truly love you. Hmm. The church can be a funny thing, and Christians can be a funny thing. I I am no different. I am no different. I've told people that I would pray for them, and I know I've forgotten. And so before I get into what I'm about to say, know that I am as guilty as the people who hurt me. Right. Well, we're, we, we all have fallen short of the glory yeah. of God. And, you know, even as Jesus followers, we still walk around. We have the flesh. We live in a sinful world. I mean, it's a part of our life here. It's, it is. And quite frankly, it is his ordainment. Yes. <laughs> Why, God? <laughs> Why? So, so yeah, um, So I had literally crushed this wall that I had spent years building up Mm. and, and then got crushed in that I felt like every day I was having to beg these people for prayer. And, Mm. you know, and I thought, wow, if I can't reach out to these people, 
and actually have them care about me. And I, I mean, I really felt like they just could give two cents less. You know, mm. I really felt that this was the most impactful thing in my life. And I just felt like, eh, they just didn't care. But as humans, we, we are self-absorbed and we are all very busy. I mean, we're just, yeah. And it's just, it's really hard to understand someone else's situation or, you know, like we talked earlier, someone else's pain. Mm that's theirs alone. Now, I think it's very important, again, to find the right brothers and sisters to walk with you through difficult seasons. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, in the end, I found out in that time, it's it's going to come down to you and God. That's Mm -hmm. your your main person that you need to be walking with. And I saw that just at just a little bit. I I had more hurt from the people that weren't walking with me. Mm-hmm. And so again, I go back to uh, just just I guess hurt and anger mm-hmm. again. And I you that seems to be resonating. I guess I hurt and I'm angry a lot, but I resonate with that. Yeah. I yeah. resonate with that. Anger comes up to to protect. Yes. And it actually it's like a flag that hurt is present. Yeah. Like you You've gotten hurt somewhere along the line. And so anger is the reflection of that. Yes. And for some of us, that's what we do. That's how we protect ourselves. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. It's interesting. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Humans. We're so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Jesus, forgive me. So. I, I, we get through that. And again, you, you just can't even fathom how we did it financially, but we just, we, we kept putting one foot in front of the other, um, and, and moved through it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm again, I'm building back up in my mind. I know, I know God is there. I know he's the person that I need to be going with to this with, but my own physical self and mental self is where I'm thinking is moving us through this. Mm. We took on other jobs, you know, we just, we did what we needed to do. And I put God back up on that shelf because I didn't need him anymore. Mm. In 2017, this came from my first arm surgery. All of a sudden out of the blue one day, there came a pain in my arm and At this point, I think I'd had like 28 broken bones. Who knows how many surgeries. I've had a lot of pain. This, I mean, I've had kidney stones twice. This was undescribable. Just Mm -hmm. undescribable. It consumed me. I couldn't function. And I was angry. I was really mad. So we started going and seeing doctors and surgeons and, hey, this is a different nerve in your arm. And if you continue down the path that you're going, it, it was it, it looked like a hair. It's so thin. It was like a hair for about six inches. They said, this thing breaks, you're done. And there's really at this point not a whole lot we can do about it. So the walk continues. The pain just got worse and worse. And I found myself... Um, I spend a lot of time singing. Uh, that's, that's how I think God centers me. And so I found a song, Even If, and I 
sang that song in my basement over and over and over until my heart actually believed it. Mm. I can listen to the words of many, many songs just, you know, on repeat over and over. And my head believed it. My head believes them. And my head believed this song the first time I heard it. And I really, really wanted, I wanted to get there. And I'm not saying, it did not happen the same day. Like, don't even begin to think that. I'm a case. Like, I am a Jacob. We wrestle. (laughs) We get down and dirty. Yeah. And I mean, this was weeks, weeks and weeks. But you still did it. I did it. I did it, and I, I think, and I, I'm like getting all about it because I, part of me, I think I did it out of anger. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna prove something to him. Yeah. You are not gonna beat me. Ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna get through this, and it just kept getting worse and worse. And so, when people say they've been brought to their knees, I can say I was on my knees, mm-hmm. on my. You've seen my gross floor down there. Mm-hmm. I was on my knees. I mean, it, it, that's how hard I wrestled with him. I'm just like, you're not going to get this, God. Not this one. You're going to do it my way. You are going to do this my way, like we've done for, I don't even know how old I was at the time. But, and mm-hmm. he finally said, no, darling. Mm-hmm. This is how we do it. Do you know what I'm seeing, though? Do you mind if I share go, what's coming go. up for me? Is that he used how he designed you first and foremost, and he recognized where you were at, mm-hmm. and he used your will yeah. to actually surrender to his will yeah. because he knew he designed you for endurance. He knew he in- he designed you for geez, perseverance, mm-hmm. like those are the words that are coming up for me, diligence. I mean, you can say you wrestled it out, but he knew you could wrestle it out. And it, I mean, he just worked with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, you haven't even shared like the span of time, but you still did it, Angie. And realizing that you were, you were worshiping him yeah. this whole time, but you were like, I'm going to worship you. <laughs> you know, I could, like, I literally can picture you doing that. But I mean, I see grace yeah. in that. Like, it's so, what a beautiful picture. I'm sorry. that I just wanted to share it was coming up for me. It's just amazing. No, that's fine. It, and how, I, how you're picturing it is pretty much exact. You've sat in that room. I mm-hmm. mean, and I walked circles in that floor and I shook my fist at the ceiling because Mm -hmm. that's where he is you know right there I'm like oh my gosh you know why are we doing this it wasn't my right fist because that arm just didn't work but you know the surrender Mm. again idiot what an idiot because from that didn't know what you didn't know oh no no but again you know I look back and I'm like oh my gosh I spent 40 some years being an idiot Mm. what have I missed I was supposed to miss what I missed because where I'm at now everything that happened to get me here is what made me this person Mm -hmm. and but again from that second I talked to my father all the time. I mean, it's just, it's just ongoing. Mm -hmm. I can talk to him right now in my head as, as Mm -hmm. we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And 
you just can't. I mean, I couldn't have fathomed what a, what an amazing relationship that is. Mm. And I, I so many people miss that because they just won't let him lead. Mm. Now, I will say, as I've moved through so many trials in my life, and I've seen him using all of them to prepare for the next one, I'm like, oh, Lord. What could be coming? Yeah. You know, but yeah, I know, yeah, I know, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, I finally, and it's taken a few years since that has happened, but I've gotten to the point that at least right now I can say, you'll get me through it. Mm. You'll get me through it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to probably enjoy it. Right. But I'd like to be able to enjoy it, mm. you know, so that's the point that I'm trying to get to now is as you've seen me move through some pain Mm -hmm. um physical pain I'm trying to find joy in that Mm -hmm. and I know it's possible I just am not sure at this moment that I'm willing to wrestle that out with him yet Mm. wait till I get to feeling really good and then I'll be like game on God (laughs) game on (laughs) So as you're looking for joy, as you just shared right now in this season that you're in, like, do you mind sharing a little bit about like, how do you, how are you doing that? Or, or, or can you share that even? The joy and the pain? Is that what you're asking? I don't know what I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> it's I just heard you say, I'm trying to find the joy. Yeah. So what does that look like for you? Well... There's joy in everything. Mm -hmm. And it's often, it's just really hard to see it when there is physical pain or when there is mental pain. But God designed us for his joy. Mm. So clearly, we should be able to find that joy Mm. through different things, Mm -hmm. see it in a different light. Be thankful that, well, for one, I'm bre- I'm breathing, mm. even though it hurts. I'm I still have breath. Mm. My heart's still beating. So, what joy is it that he's getting mm. through this that I may be missing? I guess is is where yeah. what he's what he's telling me here. Yeah. yeah, and what I'm really hearing is, Lord, what really is joy? Yeah. Like reveal yourself as joy to me yes. in this. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, because we have perceptions and beliefs that have shaped that word specifically, mm-hmm. and we think we know what it is, and we think we know what it means to experience it. And he just wants to reveal himself as joy, which most likely means we don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And really what you were just speaking to was I have breath and my heart is beating. Like those are just two simple things. And yet I have them. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I have joy. I mean, I'm even not even saying that as a statement. I'm like, is that right, Lauren? (laughs) Like I'm literally asking that question right now. Yes. But I believe so. Yeah. I think, not I think, I know in my experience, 
that we have made our relationship with God or what it means to be a Christian or what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, I think we have made it so complicated. Mm -hmm. And I know specifically in 2021, God has revealed to me over and over who he is and how simplistic it really is to be a disciple. Amen. (laughs) It's it's extremely simple. Yeah. And it's Um, funny that you should say that because I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I, again, people who know me, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the image of a disciple at least in my mind, but I've, I've said, you know, I've, I've made myself that way or I've made myself believe that, but I grew up in a church where the ladies wore dresses and you know, you had a perception of what it was supposed to be. Exactly. And there is no part of this that fits into that. And so if you'd have told me even three or four years ago that you are going to be sharing the gospel, I'd have said, you've lost your mind. Like God does not want me doing that because I am just too in your face, Mm -hmm. but no, he designed me for that. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Well, and to even think of each of these seasons that you shared, you were actually sharing the gospel, but it wasn't in the way that you thought the gospel needed to be shared. I mean, come on, Angie, you went on a commercialized, like, like you went on a TV show for Mm -hmm. heaven's sake. And you were amongst evil. Mm-hmm. You were kind of set up yeah. pretty much. And you didn't give up. You pursued yeah. even in it. That's a disciple. Yeah. A disciple is a person who endures, perseveres, walks the walk. Yeah. Even if you hate every minute of it. Right? Yes, you're right. You're right. And even if you can't see it when you're going through it, that's the biggest thing. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't see, I was able to share a lot of the gospel with the girls while I was there. You know, did I reach any of them? I don't know. Right. But I planted the seed mm-hmm. and yeah. And, but I didn't even recognize that until years later. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good point to bring up is, You know, there are going to be seasons that you walk through that you don't understand why you walk through. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of another season or at the end of another season. And you'll like, he'll bring to mind to you what he's brought you through. And you'll be like, oh, that's what that was about. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Thanks. But yet at the same time, it builds your faith. Absolutely. It provides encouragement for you to keep moving in the present moment, Mm -hmm. in the present season that you're in. Yeah. So how would you describe the recognition of his presence? Like as you look back on everything that you've shared. So I'm going to, I'm going to touch two things here. Just what you talked about just previous about how you sometimes don't recognize things until you're through the season and looking back, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to where I started and when we left working for the family. Um, and then real close to that, we, we sold some land and, and really came down in numbers of cows, which was devastating to me. That's all I ever wanted to do. That's, Mm -hmm. that's it. I was a cowgirl. I, that's, that's all I ever wanted to do. And I was really good at it. The thing about that was, was it took me, I was alone a lot, Mm. which I loved. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. It was just me and the cows. Right. Nobody can 
make me mad. Nobody, you know, you know what I mean. Nobody yes. can hurt me. I mean, yeah. the cows can tick me off, but I can whap them over the head, and it'll, right. it's a, you know, call it a day. <laughs> so with that taken away, I really struggled with that for a long time. But fast forward several years, and all of a sudden, my first passion, hunting is at the forefront of everything and I'm I'm traveling the world. Mm. I'm literally traveling the world. One teaching women how to shoot with a company and and hunting. And I looked back and I went, oh, oh wow. God, like holy crap, how did I miss that? Mm. There is no way. It's just not possible when you have as many cows as we did. We, we couldn't hardly find time to go to Grand Island, you know. So there was no way with doing that job mm. or living in that aspect of time in my life that I could have ever, ever been traveling the world doing these things. And so mm. that's that was probably the biggest reveal when I, when I saw him for the very first time. You know, because people say, oh, you know, God's doing this or God's doing that. And you maybe can recognize it, but you can also put yourself and go, mm, I'm really God, you know, no, not really God. <laughs> this, this was without a doubt God, mm-hmm. because I wasn't going to sell those cows. I wasn't going to sell that section of grass, right? but it had to happen. Mm-hmm. And for the end game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, that was, that was very clearly him. After that, um, yeah, I mean, I I see him in everything now, everything. Mm. I I mean, there's, there is not an aspect of my day that I don't see him in. Mm. And it's, I guess, I'm not really sure how to explain that. Um, A lot of it is in conviction Mm. because I need that. Yep. Again, admitting that to you people, I (laughs) suck at life most days. (laughs) It just is what it is. I'm a work in progress. Yeah. But, you know, it in. I guess if I feel him convicting me, clearly I need it. But I'm really glad that he's pointing mm. out those things, too, where he's like, hey, you need to rein that one back in. You mm-hmm. know, it's just it's good because. You know, you're loved. Yeah, you're not. I'm not going to stand here and convict the neighbor next door because I don't really care about them. You know, you, you realize that when someone is coming at you that hard, it's because they really want you. They Mm. really, really love you. Mm. And so I hate to admit it, but I will, I'll be like, yeah, how many times did I get convicted today? (laughs) Because he's watching out for me. And it it just, that's just Mm. how I operate. That's good. That's good. I love that. I love that. And I'm also getting from your sharing that his pres- his presence is also equal to his will. Yes. So something that you have like a common thread as you shared each of these seasons was his will versus your will. Mm-hmm. And how you have learned to be in his will and seek his will his will in all things Mm -hmm. and therefore you recognize him which means you're walking in his presence Mm. yeah I love that yeah 
So as hard as I fought him or just ignored him, we'll just say I just ignored him Mm -hmm. over the whole TV show deal. As hard as as I did that, um, as you know, I have the possibility of a hunt coming up with a very famous person. And we still don't have plane tickets. And it's in like two weeks. Ask me if I'm scared about it or if I'm nervous. Are you scared about it or nervous, Angie? No. (laughs) If it happens, it happens. You know, there's a lot of things going on in Africa right now, and that's why we don't have tickets. Mm. Old me would be crawling up a wall right now, probably over in Africa, fighting this little war so that I could go hunt over there. (laughs) That's just the truth of it. You know, even I think it probably even shocks Adam a little bit as as where, you know, he's like, so where are you at today with this? We still don't have tickets. And he's just like, who is this person? Because it's true. Mm. I I won't say I don't care. I do. But it's going to happen how it's going to happen. Mm. And I'm not saying I can't change it because clearly we saw how that worked out and that didn't go great. So I am just now I'm just like, God, this, this has got to be your will. Just go ahead and drag me in a cart along behind because that's where I'm happy to be right now. Mm -hmm. And that's where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And what I'm also hearing is it's not that it's, I mean, I hear what you're saying when you say you don't care what it really is, is it's not about me, Lord. It's about you and you are in charge of all outcomes. Yes. So I'm not going to try and pursue an outcome unless it's what you desire for me. Yes. And that's a, that is a wrestling out, right? That is a walking out. Yeah. And it takes a lot of work. It takes endurance. It takes perseverance. It takes all those things, which can only be done through, Jesus Christ's strength through his, through his grace to be able to do that day in and day out. Yeah. Which is where your whole, um, sharing about conviction is such a blessing Mm -hmm. because it means you're co-laboring with him Mm -hmm. and he's, he's letting you know, that's not you. Mm -hmm. You're my child. This is how my children, this is how my children walk. This is how my children talk. This is how my children behave kind of thing and I don't know that's that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) love it love it stay tuned for the next episode of Angie wrestling with God (laughs) amen I totally resonate with that so have there been any I think for for closing Like I can, I can, I can tell that it's time for us to close, but I'm just really intrigued or interested in knowing, like, is there any particular scripture or scripture passage that he has used for you that is, that you literally cling to? Proverbs 16, nine, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, every day, every day. And I like, you know, there's several different versions of that wording in Proverbs, but mm-hmm. that one is just. The one that resonates with you resonates. and you basically yeah. live by. I totally live by it. I didn't always live by it mm-hmm. because I'm like, I got my little race to run or my little trail that I'm going to go down over here. And 
Yeah. Right. It's so much easier to stay on the main highway of God. Mm. It's really good. The word established is the word that's really resonating with me. Yep. That's why I like that version of it. Yeah. That means that it's firm Mm -hmm. and that means it's, it's, you're not going to fall. You're, you're totally good where you're at. Yep. There's a lot of wisdom there. I mean, I know we're told that Proverbs is the book of wisdom, Mm -hmm. um, which is a good thing. I mean, I'm glad we have a book of wisdom, but right. <laughs> he really, he's revealed himself and provided himself as wisdom for you mm-hmm. to be able to live that out. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining. I am like totally stoked for people to listen to this episode. <laughs> I totally am because you shared, you shared real life stuff. I mean, if it touched me and I saw God as you shared, I know that it is going to touch other people. And I just thank you for your willingness to share. That's from him. It's all him. And yet you allowed him to use you. So thank you very, very much. I sure hope since you since you've been listening and if I'm just praying, Lord, whoever is supposed to hear this, I just ask for you to draw them. But I just thank you for joining us. So wherever you're listening from, please take the time to provide a rating, leave some comments, and share it. would love for you to share this with other people. Also know that I love hearing from you. So you can email me at hispresenceandpurpose at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook she walks in purpose. I'm also on Instagram at walk in his purpose. If at any time you want to support she walks in purpose, go ahead and visit unite to know.org. Fortune Faith Oak Ministries is where any and all support will go to for she walks in purpose. Thank you for walking with me this week. My prayer is that you've seen Jesus even more clear, recognized the immensity of God's presence, and discovered an even deeper abundance of life, knowing whose you are. My encouragement to you is this. Know God's presence envelops you. His purposes are for His glory, your good, and that entails a life of abundance. Blessings in the truth and grace of Jesus Christ.